Hey, beautiful people. Welcome to the BU Podcast. I'm your host, Ariel Von Bretter. My mission is to empower people to become the best versions of themselves so that they can live their best lives. I'm redefining success so people stop living the lives they think they should live and start living the lives they love. Join me weekly as I share my own insights and speak with guests that have embraced their unique gifts into living life on their terms. I hope these conversations inspire you to make the most out of your life by being your best self. Remember, be you, be beautiful. Hey, you guys. Thanks for joining me for another episode of BU. I'm super excited because in this episode, I get to speak with another Ariel, which is a rare treat. And I got connected with Ariel through my brother who worked with Orbis Landscape Architecture to create a beautiful space for his back patio. And Ariel Barrientos is one of the co-founders of Orbis Landscape Architecture. And when he met Ariel, of course, he thought he had to introduce us with us having the same name. And he also thought that she would be a great guest for the show. And he was absolutely right. Ariel is amazing. And she is, was such a joy to speak with. Um, in this episode, we talk about her journey to starting a business and maintaining a balanced life. And what I love about this conversation and what I hope you get out of it is Ariel's can-do attitude. This girl is just so energetic and ready to take on new challenges. I am in awe that she was only 25 and is just so wise with her perspective on being a business owner and on life. I hope that this episode leaves you feeling inspired to just go take action and figure things out. It is so worth it and you are worth it. Enjoy! Before we get into the show, I wanted to take a moment to share how I host my podcast using Anchor. It's free and easy to use. You can record and edit using your phone or computer, and then Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. It's super easy to use, and they do the work for you. I highly recommend using Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, on to the show. Ariel, thank you so much for being on the BU podcast today. Uh, first of all, I love that your name is Ariel. That's not very <laughs> common for us. Yeah. But will you just tell us a little bit about yourself and who you are? Well, for starters, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm super excited to get to speak with you today. But again, my name is Ariel Barrientos, but also in Spanish, it's pronunciated Ariel Barrientos. I'm firstborn generation in the States. My whole family um, was born and raised in Panama, um, down in Central America. Um, but I went to school at Virginia Tech in Virginia, obviously in the Appalachian area. And now I reside in Hampton Roads. I am the co-founder and partner of a small landscape architecture firm called Orbis Landscape Architecture. And we mainly work um, out of Norfolk, but we do work in like Hampton, Norfolk, Newport News, Virginia Beach. Um, area. So that's just a little bit about me. Awesome. Um, well, I'm excited to talk to you more about, um, you know, your journey with Orbis and how that's going and then just kind of like your overall kind of like work-life balance and all that good stuff. But I'm yeah. always kind of curious about, um, you know, how people get started with where they are. So like, how did you get into landscape architecture? Yeah, so it's crazy. Um, my family lives in Williamsburg. And so the house that we ended up living in has a ton of landscaping. And of course, nobody but myself and my father liked doing anything outside. And so I kind of <laughs> naturally tended to just like work in the garden and 
we happened to have one of the uh, plots of land that had a ton of like big shrubs and like spiral bushes and like fruit trees. And so I kind of found this beautiful passion and love for the outdoors and realized that it's truly my happy place. It's where I go when I'm stressed out, um, when I just need to connect with nature and like ground myself by physically putting my feet, you know, outside. And so that's how I found my love kind of for landscape architecture without knowing that the name of it was landscape architecture. So I had a lot of my friends were like, you should be a farmer. And (laughs) if you're a farmer, like that's a great career, but um, it's definitely not the the word for what I was doing. And so I went in with the mindset of wanting to do architecture. And then as as I kind of like put my foot in the door of college, um, somebody approached me and they're like, you know, that there's this thing called landscape architecture, like we'll set you up with the head of the department so we had this really wonderful, wonderful conversation in which he was like, this is what landscape architecture is. And I found that it's this beautiful blend of architecture and the outdoors. Um, yeah. And that was the first, definitely my first encounter with landscape architecture, because I don't think a lot of people realize what it is or that it's even a profession, truly. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's something I don't think I really grow up knowing was a thing. And then you're kind of like landscape architecture, like, what are you doing? Like, building buildings for plants or something? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. It's so hard. I don't think it's something we haven't been able to connect with like high school and middle school even. Um, yeah. Because landscape architecture can go everywhere. If you can specialize like more urban planning or more like residential and like you if you want to do national parks like you can do that as a landscape architect and so um yeah people really don't even know like what it is so I guess like I can kind of give you my definition of like what landscape architecture is to me and like what we do yeah Um, I love it yeah but essentially like I just want to create beautiful outdoor spaces for people and for people to want to be in um, but I also want to create outdoor spaces for everyone to be in. And so it's just kind of like creating a sense of place, kind of trying to encourage community engagement, activate leftover spaces. And so it's just really connecting with the outdoors more so than anything. Yeah, I love it. And I do love that you had someone that kind of is like, Hey, there's this thing. And it kind of like lines up perfectly with what you like <laughs> love to do. Because, yeah. And just because like, you know, growing up, like not knowing what that is, I think so often like we can, um, like put ourselves in boxes just because we don't really know what's available to us. So I love that you like, were able to have someone who kind of pointed you in the right direction. <laughs> and then you're like, right. Oh, this it's is, like, like actually where I want to be. Right. Just like finding that word in the dictionary where you're like, that's what I've been looking for for a long time. (laughs) Yeah. And then, so tell me about a little bit more about Orbis and that, how that got started and came about. Yeah, absolutely. So I graduated from Virginia Tech in 2019. Mm -hmm. Um, And like all graduates, I feel like you kind of run away and like you do your adventure, your trip or whatever. So mine was a road trip. Um, but I went on it thinking that I had a job lined up as a teacher's assistant at Virginia Tech. I really love teaching. And so it was going to be my third year doing that. Um, yeah. So then I, 
you know, blew all my money on this road trip, came back. And then last minute they were like, Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, there's not enough students for you to be a TA. And so that just kind of like, right. My world just like turned upside down. And so, um, I started applying to all these firms, uh, with certain criteria, obviously. And I ended up at an engineer firm in Virginia beach, Mm -hmm. which like I said, my family's in Williamsburg. So I kind of ended up being close, which I wanted to be close to my family as well. And that's where I met my good friend and now business partner, who was my former boss, was at this engineer firm. His name's Nathan. And it's one of those situations where it's just me and my boss. So either you get along really well or you hate each other or you become best friends. You know, there's just no no other option. Um, But we slowly realized that we just had a lot of similarities and a lot of passions that we're the same, whether it's like art and photography or just like overall being like nerdy landscape architects. And before you know it, we had a bit of a conversation a few months in because my business partner is really good at what he does. And so in my head, I was like, oh man, he's leaving and he's going to start his own firm. And like, when that happens, like I'm out of here, you know, like, yeah, I'm not going to work here if you know, you're not my boss anymore. And so I told him very bluntly, like, these are my thoughts. And like, you're so good at this, like basically expecting you to leave. And he he very much, I think was kind of caught off guard because it's one of those situations where like, I see this potential and like, I see this like from you and I expect this from you. Mm -hmm. But then he's like, wait, like, I didn't even think about that. So we had this really wonderful conversation a few months after I started working for him and it was like, let's just wait until, you know, I take my exams and I'm licensed and we'll, you know, maybe think of starting the business in three years. Okay. And then of course, like COVID happened because COVID and, uh, in May of 2020, they had to lay me off just because of like finances. Um, and basically we were like, that's not happening. Nathan didn't want to be at the firm by himself. And, the COO just bluntly was like, have you thought about starting your own business, your own thing? And we were like, yeah, actually, like we had already kind of talked about this. And so everything kind of aligned and the universe gave us this opportunity and we really just grabbed it. And yeah. so we've, we've been in business since May of last year. So it's a little bit over a year now and it's exciting. It's crazy. It's like a dream, you know? <laughs> yeah. Wow. That is really crazy. Um, there's so much to that. I love, right? like, I think so often sometimes people, you know, have a goal of starting a business or going off on their own, but they kind of will, um, you know, keep pushing it off until certain things happen or it's like just the right moment. But it's like mm-hmm. the universe really was like, uh, it's kind of now or never. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You guys have to do this now. <laughs> right, right. No, that's so true. And I think I'm I'm such a believer in the universe and it giving us signs and signs. And it's just a matter of you grabbing it and realizing that it's a sign to do it. And we had already talked about it. Like we've already, you know, it's already crossed our minds. It's just, okay, now's the time. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that you guys started during a pandemic, like, I think, I feel like the <laughs> pandemic really had people like sinking or swimming. Like a lot of people were just like, well, I don't know what to do and I'm not going to do anything. Or people really took the time to thrive and create businesses. So like, you know, even though you guys had already discussed this and it was kind of like, well, I guess it's now we can do it. Like 
Did you guys have any like fears and doubts of trying to start a business during a pandemic? <laughs> yeah, I, it's crazy because the pandemic really, you're so right when you say those words, it's like sink or swim, or a lot of people realize that they don't want to work in an office anymore. They love the at home. And yeah. so now it's like, I think I'm going to change careers or I think I'm going to start my own thing. But yeah, so when we found out that I was going to get laid off, we had a very like real conversation, you know, like, what are we going to do? This is an option now. Do we take it? And the conversation was very much like, I'm scared because I don't know how to start a business. But then my part of that conversation was like, let's do this. I'm not scared at all, which is kind of (laughs) crazy because I don't know if it's, you know, my youthfulness or what it is, but I know myself and I know how organized I am. And I know that like at the end of the day, like I'm going to figure it out. You know what I mean? And so when it came to starting it, I really did not have fears on like when it comes to how do you start a business and like, what do you do with accounting, all these things. Um, So that fear didn't cross really right at the beginning for me. It wasn't until like, I would say months after maybe a month and a half after that you start to have your doubts. Mm -hmm. And that's just one of those things where it's like, are you sure you want me to be like your business partner? And that's just (laughs) coming from a 25 year old, you know, fresh out of college. I don't think that my doubts had anything to do on whether I could own a business or whether I could run a business. I think it was just more having what we like to call imposter syndrome because I am you know, a young female minority. And so it's just all the fun words combined, which are very empowering. And I think are really inspiring, hopefully to other people who look like me, to, to young girls who look like me. But yeah, in the middle of everything, when you start to realize that some people only call your business partner or that you're in a white male dominated field, not only landscape architecture, but also architecture and also engineering. And we work with all the, all of them. Right. And so they're, they're all white male dominated. It kind of naturally creates a sense of imposter syndrome. Cause like, what am I, what am I doing here? And I'm 25, right? Like, it's like, Oh my God. Right. Yeah. I mean, I started the business, you know, in May and my birthday is also in May. So I was like three days into being 24 (laughs) when we started the business. So it's like even younger back then too, and even more um, or less experienced, I guess. And so that was really the, the only thing that I've had doubts in. And it's a work in progress, I think, just because society and the way that the uh, career and like this um, world of engineering is, but, you know, we, we're working on it. It's going to forever be a pro like a work in progress. Right. Yeah. And you know, I'm, I'm so glad that you brought up imposter syndrome. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's not like one of the things that we, you know, like that I thought would come up, but you're so right of like, you are like the complete opposite of like what you typically see in these industries that you're working in. And it's like, <laughs> it's almost like funny as especially women, we deal with imposter syndrome a lot. Yeah. And it's just like, why are we even having these thoughts? Because like, obviously your business partner was like, 
you know, good with you getting on board or else he wouldn't have asked or like you guys wouldn't have had these conversations and he would have been like, no, I'm good. Like if you weren't qualified. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think just being a female alone sometimes naturally puts you in that position, which kind of sucks because I don't know that men have imposter syndrome. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't, I think because they are, most career fields are like male dominated, Um, just different perspectives. Yeah. And then, so I'm kind of curious of like, you know, since this podcast is all about being yourself, like, do you feel like you can truly be yourself? Like when you're like at work and working with clients or how do you kind of, um, balance that? Yeah, I think I can definitely be myself with clients and in doing so, um, I'm hoping that they solely gain a respect for me. Uh, with clients that are a little bit older, um, it can be a little bit hard in the sense of like, you know, I'll make the effort to like email and I'll make the effort to call and like, I'm the one working on their project, but they'll naturally just call my business partner and it happens. And I I think it's just, like I said, just society and also their mentality is a little bit older, but Mm -hmm. I'm slowly realizing that younger, more progressive clients of ours, they will call me and they'll text me and they'll ask me questions. And, you know, even if I don't know an answer to questions, question of theirs, like I said, like, we'll figure it out. So that's just kind of my mentality, but being in this role also can be inspiring to, you know, like I said, hopefully some younger people who look like me and I'm really hoping that in me being a young female minority that I can like show these girls that like, yeah, you can, you can definitely do this. You can be in my role, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Just like the more, um, like females and minorities that are, you know, doing these positions, especially like things that are like, to me, landscape architecture is pretty unique. Um, it just opens the doors to so many things and opportunities. Mm -hmm. So Absolutely. Yes, I, I personally think you are like already an inspiration. So. <laughs> oh, stop. Thank you. That's very kind. <laughs> and so um, like when you were going through school and stuff, like, did you ever think that having your own business was like a part of your future? Oh yeah, I definitely, yeah. I've always wanted to be boss lady. Like, let's be real. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I think that probably didn't come about until my last year um, in college. The landscape architecture program at Virginia Tech is five-year program. So mm-hmm. my fifth year, I had this really amazing opportunity to do the landscape design of a local wine bar with a colleague of mine and really good friend. And Fun. I got so much satisfaction out of working with the clients and going plant shopping and figuring out pots and like putting, you know, we even did the installation ourselves and like helping them water and all these things. And then you realize that you've created such a beautiful outdoor space that was never used. And Mm -hmm. then you get to hear people mingling outside and people clinking glasses and like enjoying their time outdoors in a space that you created and having that satisfaction really made me realize like, I want this for myself. I want to be able to like be a fly on the wall in an outdoor space that I've made and like see all these people have fun and yeah. see all these people use my out- outdoor space. Um, 
obviously I didn't expect this to happen until <laughs> later, but yeah. honestly, I think doing it younger helps because I do have a younger like mindset. I have this youthful mentality. I haven't been jaded by the world of mm-hmm. engineering. And so I come in with fresh ideas and I help kind of like add this new commentary and maybe new thoughts that somebody else might not have thought of, you know? And that yeah. is because I haven't been jaded by like an engineer, like structural world or anything. So. Yeah. I mean, that's such a good point of like using your age as an advantage rather than like a disadvantage. Cause I think so many people could be like, Oh, like I'm, you know, I don't have enough experience yet, or I haven't done this yet. So it's like not time yet, but I think you're completely right of like, you know, not being jaded by other things and just like having like fresh ideas and, you know, you're really being able to kind of do things your own way rather than like having all these like past things kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, should I do it like they did or how this was done, but you're just, you know, you're eager and ready to go. And yeah. And like, you're not, <laughs> you, you just get to like have the like benefit already of like having your own business and yeah, exactly. What you love rather than like spending years <laughs> hating, <laughs> hating what you're doing and who you're working for. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think obviously that's a huge luxury and I, I feel so privileged and lucky to have been put in a position to start so early. Mm-hmm. And I, I think with starting early, I have all of the experience because in the span of a day, a week, you know, I was not only a landscape architect in training, but I also like became the IT department and became like the accountant. And then I also became a small business owner. So like, I have all these things kind of in my bucket of like things that I can do now. Um, and it'll just help my future. Definitely. And what have been some of like the biggest like surprises, um, or maybe obstacles that you kind of had to deal with, with getting this like venture started? Yeah. I think other than finances, um, obviously like pandemic and um, not being prepared to start a business in terms of like, it was just, wasn't on, on my planner. You know what I mean? Right. Like I, <laughs> financially we weren't necessarily like ready to start right away. But, um, <laughs> what's crazy is, is that I feel like people who know me and know that I have a business think that I have all the time in the world. <laughs> and that has been the, probably one of the biggest surprises because sure, I don't have to like count how many days off I take during the year. Like I don't have like six days of sick leave or whatever. Like I, I can take as many as I want, as long as I get my work done and stuff. But right. sometimes people will be like, you know, it's a Tuesday and I'll get a call and like, do you want to like travel four hours to go do this? And I'm like, yes, I would like to, but I'm in the middle of doing something. (laughs) I can't do that right now. So I think um, some, some people who know business owners might think that like they have all this time in the world. They can just take the day off and um, they can take all their Fridays off. And if that's how you've set your schedule, then absolutely. Like that's definitely how you run. But um, I haven't set my schedule that way. It's just, it's something that I laugh about because, you know, sometimes my mom will be like, well, you're your own business owner. Just like take the day. Like sometimes I can definitely do that. If I need a mental day, I'm going to do that. Like I'm going to go on vacation. I'm going to do all these things, but you know, I still clients pay the bills. So like, I kind of have to do this work. (laughs) 
Right. That's so funny. I was actually <laughs> just thinking about that earlier today of like when I first like left working full time and had more time on my plate, like, you know, it kind of seems like I did. Everyone just assumed I could do things all the time in the middle of the mm-hmm. day. And I'm like, well, I can't really like, <laughs> yeah. like that's the ultimate goal is to just like do whatever I want when I want, but it right. got to plan a little bit more than that. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm a big advocate of like, if my work is done and I know that I don't have anything else to do for the next few days. Yeah. Let's let's do it, you know, but <laughs> I have things to do, mom. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And especially with, um, like first starting a business, like there's a lot to just kind of do to make sure it's gonna work and that you guys can, you know, make it work and find clients and actually do mm-hmm. the work and stuff. So tell me a little bit more about like, how do you find balance between, uh, working and, you know, your personal life. Yeah. Sometimes I think about this and I'm like, I don't even know how I do it, Ariel. You know, it's just (laughs) one of those, like when you think of like college or something like, how did you do it? Right. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm definitely a big like gym person. Uh, that is my happy place beyond, you know, indoor plants and stuff. But I realized that it's just really important for me to be able to take the hour out of the day and just mentally not think of anything. Mm-hmm. And so in terms of like work-life balance, I make sure that I make time for like gym and my body. I've always felt healthiest when I have fun in terms of, you know, cycling and yoga and like all these other little things that, you know, keep my body confused and fresh and, and always questioning like what we're doing. Um, I also make sure to make time as much time as I can for my friends. Obviously we're still kind of facing pandemic era. Um, yeah, but like, I'm not scared of taking the evening off and going to do something or go out for drinks, uh, last minute if somebody, you know, asks or wants to, but also like meeting with clients in the evening, um, who have become more friends as well, just like for drinks and stuff helps balance my, that like work life a little bit, but, um, I also, I come currently commute. Uh, so that that's been a big one where it's like just a little bit hard. You just have to change your schedule. So I do wake up a little bit earlier now and I, um, am stuck in traffic sometimes that's probably (laughs) the hardest thing, but I'm like, it's worth it. Like we got, it's only for a little bit, hopefully by the time all this pandemic stuff, um, goes away, but yeah. It's almost funny that you're like commuting where most people during the pandemic are not commuting. <laughs> I know. You should have seen my poor car. I really just racked that mileage up. <laughs> yeah. You really were just like opposite of everybody else during this whole pandemic. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Trying to make it work. Right. Yeah. And so like with, like, it sounds like you like were pretty self-aware of like knowing you needed time at the gym and like the, you know, different things that you like to do. Um, like, was it that way when you were working for somebody else or, or like, like, did anything change for you? Like when you became a business owner? Yeah, I definitely was still a, a gym person when I was working at the engineer firm. Um, maybe even more so, you know, because gyms are at certain capacities and stuff now. 
Yeah. Uh, one thing that I have found that has changed is that I will listen to a lot more like meditations or kind of like mental health podcasts. And like I recently read, or I guess listened to a book about sleeping. Um, mm. And I've been listening to wellness podcast, uh, specifically talking about vitamins and stuff. So that's something that I've just wanted to keep myself just like healthy physically, because when I'm physically feeling better, you know, I'm naturally going to work better and stuff like that too. But then also realizing that my sleep is really important. And so if I'm not getting enough deep sleep, I just don't, I just don't function. I'm just constantly, constantly tired. And so I think listening to that book about sleep really helped me realize things that I have to change in my patterns to be able to sleep like you know, no phone at night, you know, has to be super dark. So I started wearing like an eye mask and, you know, certain temperatures for sleeping, just like all of these things. Also just such a fascinating book that I read. Sorry, not read, listen to. I keep saying, I, I drive <laughs> it's a like lot. It's like the same so. thing. <laughs> exactly. Now that I drive a lot, I haven't had as much time for reading as I want. So I've um, been listening to them, which I think works just as well. Yeah, I'd say so. Do you remember um, what the name of the book is? Um, I believe so. I actually think I wrote that down. I'm pretty sure it's called Why We Sleep. I don't remember the author, but it's, it's Why We Sleep. Um, it kind of changed my whole like perspective on sleeping because they go over like sleeping and like diabetes and like sleeping and like drug driving and like all these different topics about like sleeping and how much it affects you and how much we just really need it. Um, so I even got an Apple watch so that I could see how well I'm sleeping because (laughs) I'm like, this is so important. I think this is, uh, how I'm going to live for a long time. So I need to be able to sleep well. Right. Yeah. So I've like definitely changed my patterns in terms of sleeping and then terms of like taking vitamins and stuff in the mornings and like keeping my belly in check and and probiotics and stuff, which I know like sounds lame or whatever, but it's so important. And it's, it's just something that I've gotten into recently. Um, and like I said, just listening to a wellness podcast, I learn something new every day. And so trying to keep myself healthy so I can live a good life physically and then, you know, keep the business running for a good while. Yeah. I love it. I mean, it's so important to take care of yourself because I mean, if you're not taking care of yourself, then how are you supposed to like run a business or, you know, yeah. show up and as the best version of yourself so that you can, you know, work hard for your clients and stuff like that. Exactly. So did you, did you notice a difference? Like when you started like, um, working on your sleep more and like taking these vitamins and pri- probiotics, did you actually like notice a difference? Yeah, no, I noticed a huge difference. And it's funny because also like the people around me noticed a difference. And yeah. I've been, I've always had this like natural mentality to go about things and try to find the like root of where something is coming from. And so I, you know, something, just an example, I guess I started taking like a cortisol manager vitamin. Okay. And obviously like when you're super stressed out, like your cortisol goes up. Um, obviously your, your cortisol will naturally like, I'm not a doctor, so don't call me on this, but like you're, <laughs> when you wake up, you know, your cortisol is like activated and then it goes down when you're trying to go to sleep. And so like, it helps keep that routine, but when you're super stressed out and you have an overthinking brain, which is what I do, I just like naturally just think. And I found myself 
just like laying in bed and being like, oh man, and bills. Oh, and I have to do this. And oh, and business and everything, you know, and stop functioning. Um, So I started taking these like cortisol manager vitamins and it's something that you can just like purchase online or Amazon or however, you know, you don't need a prescription or anything for this. It's a vitamin. It just helps balance your cortisol. And I, all of a sudden, I just found myself being more present, more (laughs) just like in the moment, more grounded and not overthinking as much. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just like, it's crazy what just like one little vitamin does for you. I'm also trying to go about it in a natural way, right? And um, I don't necessarily, you know, enjoy going to doctors and then prescribing like a ton of medicine for me and stuff. Like right. I find the, the root cause of like what's happening and I'm not a doctor, but like, I'm going to figure it out. Like I say, so, (laughs) um, yeah, it's been great. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. I love it. And I'm all about like doing things like a more natural way. Like if that is possible, um, I mean, I have definitely like talked about my like anxiety and experiences with that. And and it's tough to like, you know, there's so many things that it's kind of, it can be hard to kind of figure out what actually is going to work for you. Exactly. Um, Yeah. But I'm glad that you like found something that's like natural and has been working. I'm like, I'm going to have to look into this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Absolutely. It's funny. Cause I tell everybody about it. I'm like, def- just definitely try this. Uh, like I said, not being a doctor, I can't be like, you know, this is definitely going to work or whatnot. But I think if you have that mentality where you're like, okay, we're going to research it. We're going to ask questions. We're going to go see different doctors or whatever. Like you can really find, you know, a healthy balance and a healthy way for you to go about things. And if you need medicine and that works well for you, then that's awesome. And like, I, that's definitely the route that you, you know, have to take, but it's going to take a while to like find the perfect, perfect thing. That's going to make you function the best and feel the best, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so I'm curious, like what kind of, what message do you want to leave with people today? Um, well, I think, the biggest message is that there is a solution to everything, especially when it comes to like owning a business and stuff is going to happen and stuff is going to go wrong and things are going to be really hard and you might cry. Right. But there is a solution to everything. There is somebody out there who wants to answer your questions. There's somebody out there who has the knowledge that you don't, And you have a support group, whether it's friends or family or both. And so I think like when something happens, it might deter you and it might make you want to quit and you decide that like, this is it. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. And that's going to determine, you know, whether you're strong or weak or or whatnot. But I promise that there's literally a solution to everything coming from like, a young, young business owner being the person that's had to look up so much that I've had to ask so many questions and stuff so that I can be at at this place in which I feel very confident in myself and stuff. And most of the time it's not the idea that dies or it's that you don't have a good idea. It's usually the person with the idea that gives up on it. Right. And so I think you can definitely do it. And Um, so that's the biggest thing that I would say, but also like, 
if you're a female, if you're a minority, if you're LGBT and you own a business, anything, like think about all of these little people that you're inspiring and and think about how like much of an impact you're making. I think we forget about that. And yeah. I've been super lucky to have like a great friend group and a really great business partner and all these like wonderful people around me who constantly remind me like how inspiring I am to them. And yeah, you forget. And you're just like, like, wow, like you don't even realize who you're impacting ever. Right. And so I think just like keep that in mind when things get really hard and to keep you pushing and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That is just like so powerful. Um, cause it, it is so true. Like it, people are always like watching and aware and it's like, you could be impacting people without ever even knowing it, but like you could be the one to change someone's life by just doing what you're supposed to do, which is, I don't know. It ju- it's just amazing to me. So yeah. I love that. No, um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm, I'm kind of curious of like, um, with your, you have such a good attitude of like, you can figure <laughs> things out and like, I'm just going to make it work and do it and see what happens. Like, were you always this way? I've naturally been positive in, in the way that I see things. And I promise that it's so hard, especially when life hits, because when life hits, you just get slapped in the face like every other day. Right. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, honestly, I've just always been just like a you know, little miss sunshine. Like that was like a superlative that I got in like middle school. So I guess I've just always been positive, (laughs) but you have to stay positive in this like world. So yeah. Even if that means that I get harder challenges, I'll take it because it'll be worth it later on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's just even such a positive way to look at it. (laughs) This comes naturally too, I promise. Like, I don't even, (laughs) I'm not reading off a book. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love it. You definitely keep it up and keep being you. Where can people, you know, connect with you and like see what Orbis is up to and all that good stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So obviously we have an Instagram Um, Our Instagram is Orbis underscore LA and Orbis is spelled O-R-B-I-S. And then we have a website as well. It's Orbis-LA.com. But if you are in the Hampton Roads area, if you're in the 757 area, as we like to call it, go out and visit projects and be a part of the community. So just like a few examples, if you're in Norfolk, like go to Handsome Biscuit and grab you a wonderful biscuit and like see some landscape happening or if you're in Virginia Beach, go to like Pink Dingy and hang out and grab a cocktail and look at all the like beautiful flowers and stuff. So just look us up, see our projects, go visit it, taste some food at the same time and be a part of the community. That's what we want to do. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> and giving some shout outs as well. And I'm going to put all of that in the show notes to, you know, promote what you guys are doing and all these local businesses. That's that's really awesome. So just thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Oh my God. Thanks so much for having me. It's been so fun. And I love speaking with another Ariel. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Thank you for listening to the BU podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends and write me a review. I would love to hear from you. And you can find me on Instagram at beautifulchick or on my website, beautifulchick.com.
Remember, be you, be beautiful. <laughs>